You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, I am interviewing Mr. Michael Greenberg from Call for Content, and he has a really cool strategy that he divulges his secrets in this episode of the Traffic and Leads Podcast. His strategy is specifically for coaches or specialty people, kind of a person who works just alone in their office, um, like a coach or a consultant, and you're trying to land a really high ticket item, like $10,000 or over. He has a super cool strategy where he combines LinkedIn and Facebook ads and is able to really um, get people's attention. So if that description fits you, you're going to want to listen to this episode of the Traffic and Leads podcast. But first, a little bit of house cleaning. As you know, I'm One Click Lindsay and I run trafficandleads.com. If your website is sitting dead in the water and you need help with Facebook ads, content marketing, SEO, pay-per-click, Facebook ads, landing pages, webinar support, definitely check us out at trafficandleads.com. We can help you with little pieces of that if you just want help with like a webinar or some SEO, or if you don't even know where to turn and you're ready to start up your business and generate a never ending supply of traffic and leads, then make sure you reach out to us. We can create an all encompassing package that will generate traffic and leads for your small business today. Again, you can reach us at trafficandleads.com. Before we dive into this episode, I do want to mention the click technique. If you go to theclicktechnique.com, there's a free five day boot camp where you put your email in and you get my secrets to building a strong online marketing foundation. You also get access to our private Facebook group, which is super cool. And all of this is free. Can you believe it? So make sure you join. Um, every Tuesday we have training Tuesday today. I'm recording this on a Tuesday. So I'm just prepping for training Tuesday. Every Tuesday I get on Facebook live in the group. It's only for people in the group and do a live training on different online marketing topics. Today's topic is about copywriting, which boy, I don't know about you, but it's something that I have had to learn over the 12 years that I've been doing online marketing. It's something I used to struggle with. I'm much, much better at it now because of practice. Um, I'm pretty good at it now, but believe me, it has been a struggle. So that is what Training Tuesday is about. I thought maybe I would give you um, a little, a couple of my top three tips into how to become a better copywriter today. I thought you guys would enjoy that. And then if you want to hear the rest, it's about a half an hour training. You can go out and join the group, which you can find at theclicktechnique.com to find out the rest. So my top three copywriting tips are number one, just get started. So I know a lot of you will sit and look at your computer and be like, uh, I don't even know where to start with this email or the sales page or anything like that. And my tip is folks just get started. Typically I'll create a feature benefit list. Here's the feature that they're offering and here are the benefits. And you just kind of write those down and those will logically kind of create some really good copy for you. So that's where you start is you create a feature benefit list. Next, is swipe file slash Amazon reviews. So if you, as you're going through your day and you're on Facebook or you're out there on the web, I know you're running into marketing, marketing from your competitors even. I 
always sign up for their emails utilizing a Hotmail address and I get a whole bunch of emails going over there and I always take a picture of their landing page. And you can do that with a cool Chrome plugin called Full Page Screen Capture. It's this little uh, camera and if you go to a page that you like or that the copy really speaks to you or it's really good, all you have to do is hit that button and it'll create an image of the entire screen and you can download that to a folder called Swipe File. So sign up for all those emails, send them off to a Hotmail or a Gmail account, and then when it's time to write your copy, you will have so much at your fingertips to really motivate you and inspire you to get to where you're going through examples. Um, if you haven't done that yet and you need to do some more copy and like you need to do something right now, I always head out to Amazon, find a book on your topic that has lots of comments and reviews and read them. Hear what the pain points are. Hear what people are saying. I always read the reviews. The bad ones are really good too, but these are like real people writing about this topic, highly recommend. I know I've probably mentioned it before, but it's one of my super favorite tips. Let's see, what's my final tip? I would say replace, I'm going to call them weasel words in all of your copy. I know some of you don't like to be too salesy and you get a little shy about your product. Every time you write an email or a sales page, please go through and search for these weasel words, which are may, or I hope, or perhaps, or it could result in this, and just do it. Replace these bad boys with will, can, do, absolutely, these strong words. Be more confident in your product, and it will, and it will come through in your copywriting. Take out those super lame words, and that's it. There's some stronger copy tips for you now. Make sure you join me at the Click Technique if you want to know the rest. All right, let's hop into this interview with Michael, and uh, we'll see you on the other side. Hey, Michael, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. So excited to have you on today. Super glad to be here. Well... Well, why don't you tell the listeners what you do? What's your specialty, Michael? So I do content and authority marketing, primarily for independent consultants and executive coaches. So really, really very niche group there. Yeah, it really is. So first of all, I want you to define something for the audience. What's the difference between like authority marketing or inbound marketing or let's see, you used another word there too, um, content Content. marketing. Yeah. So can you, is there a difference between those three words? So I think it's more of a narrowing in focus than anything else. Whereas inbound brings into play anything from SEO to content and publishing and Making a blog and doing email is still the core of all of these things. Content marketing really gets focused on creating specific content formats and then pushing them out to an audience and growing that audience of dedicated fans. Mm -hmm. Um, And then authority marketing goes one step further and is really focused on just positioning the brand or, in my case, the individual as... uh, an expert and as the uh, go-to option in some very specific set of cases for a targeted audience. 
Awesome. So when you say that you specialize in this niche for like personal brands, are you, you're talking about like consultants that are just kind of wanting more consulting work that don't have a team behind them, maybe a business coach of some sort. Can you give us some other examples of people that you service? Yeah. So uh, a lot of uh, independent business owners, especially when they're operating what I call expertise driven businesses. So that's Mm -hmm. any business where you're normally a service business. Occasionally it's a product, but generally it's a service business in which the founder or a series of, or a small team of employees has a core expertise that is the main uh, offering on the table. That makes sense. Uh, So for owners in those businesses, they have to still work in the business. Um, And they're often businesses in which you might be a hiring coach. So let's say you're a hiring coach and you have to differentiate from other people who do hiring or HR. Mm -hmm. Um, That's really a matter of educating that small market, which could just be, you know, law offices and let's say call centers in the 50 to 200 person range. You don't need everybody to know who you are. And in fact, if you're that individual, you're operating on five to 10 clients a year, maybe Mm -hmm. Um, larger contracts generally. Uh, What I I really specialize in that B2B high touch sale in the 10,000 plus range. So the big sales are my specialty and I try to build the relationships there. So is the content different when you're marketing to that or is it just more of a principle of targeting at that point? So the content is a little different. Okay. Um, Your listeners might be aware from other episodes uh, about the different stages of the funnel Mm -hmm. in marketing, but I'll... Please review. Let's review. Everyone here likes to review, Michael. Go ahead. Yeah. So when we talk about your marketing funnel, you've got the top of the funnel, the middle of the funnel, and the bottom. Um, For the kind of content that I create, we really only focus on the middle and bottom of the funnel. Um, we're not really trying to build a huge audience for someone. If you've got an, if you've got a thousand or two thousand people on an email list as a solo practitioner, if you've built a well-targeted list, you don't need to get much bigger than that. Um, and similarly, if you have nobody on your list, then we could build a list as small as 150 or 200 emails, 200 people who are listening to your content. And if it's the right 200, we don't need any more. Okay. So how's the content different? What, why is it that you need such a small audience and what's the magical sauce you're putting in that content that makes it special to land a $10,000 sale? Yeah. The audience relates to each other um, and you create content with the audience. So almost all of the content that I create is bringing in either audience interviews uh, or potential prospects, uh, bringing in their problems, their conversations, and creating content around those. That in turn, because you've got such a small audience you're targeting, they will share and their social network is actually aligned. Um, So it's a small enough audience that when they start sharing content that they've been in, they will see each other on there. 
uh, with a much smaller pay-per-click spend on top of that, suddenly you're actually saturating this highly targeted, high-value audience with your presence and your brand. Um, my target range is about two to 3,000 on LinkedIn. Okay, so I want to dive into that. So are you saying you go into LinkedIn, you're using the LinkedIn tools to find very specific people that you would want to work with, and you pretty much find two or 3,000 of them, then you create content that they're going to see through paid ads, either on LinkedIn or through Facebook, and you're basically just service serving them this content through me- through those kind of mediums. So I'm going to find a LinkedIn demographic that works. And I do that by interviewing a client's best customers. Uh-huh. And I like to say I use my blending stick, if you've ever done charcoal drawings before, uh-huh. um, to take those rough edges that the charcoal leaves behind. You use a tightly rolled piece of paper called a blending stick and smooth them out. <laughs> okay. Um, so I take this sharp-edged, direct profile of one of your ideal customers, and then I smudge the edges. And okay. I look for something where we can get to that two, 3,000 mark on LinkedIn. Okay, and then you go. I know, I'm getting into your, to your system here. So you have the perfect avatar, the blended avatar, and you go to LinkedIn and you utilize LinkedIn tools to find them. And then do you friend them on LinkedIn? Not usually. Oh, so okay. I've so uh, what I'm going to do then is take a look at those people and find the best one to 200 um, that are really the ideal for my client. And those people we're actually going to go get the emails for. And we're going to invite them to create content with us. Okay. And what does that mean? You mean through podcasting? Podcasting is one of my favorite channels, and I try to get all of my clients to start a podcast, but I don't always succeed. So we also do case studies or opinion pieces on topics and issues that are coming up in the industry and really try to turn the content we create into a media source for your targeted industry that you happen to own. Like a blog. Yeah. Okay. So you invite them to share their opinion on XYZ industry specific topic as a blog post or a podcast interview. Exactly. Which makes them then that much more engaged with you because they think you're super cool because you host a podcast and you have this cool blog that meets their industry. And not only that, then you share it with these other two or 300 people and they think you're really super cool and your client's cool because of all this awesome content. Really cool strategy. Okay. And that person that we have on is then going to share that same piece of content that we just created. And so all the people they know that are similar to them in their professional industries are going to get that boost as well. And since really the audience we're targeting is very small, that two, 3,000 generally has some overlap in that share. And yeah. so we get that social boost at the same time. And it really, it doesn't work when you get big until you get to really big numbers. But uh, it's for these very small businesses it's really a, an interesting tactic. So are you only on LinkedIn or are you also expanding to other paid media? I use Facebook as well. Okay. Um, I found, especially for those of my clients selling to uh, business owners with 
under a hundred employees or so. Yeah. Facebook works a lot better than LinkedIn. Yeah. Though with my executive coaches and with clients selling more to enterprise or larger businesses, LinkedIn tends to work better. Okay. So, so how really, do you, it really comes down to industry. That makes sense. So you go find, but you still always find people on LinkedIn and then you find their email addresses either through LinkedIn or all these other scraping kind of tools. And then what do you upload them to Facebook or are you private messaging them or how do you make that initial contact? Uh, matched audiences or a direct email. It's uh, People are generally not offended if you're reaching out to them to ask them to share their thoughts and insights yeah. on how much they know about their industry. And that makes for a much warmer, uh, cold outreach. I like to think of it as almost lukewarm. A lukewarm um, outreach. <laughs> yeah. I see... Uh, I do see, I see response rates in there hovering in 30 to 40%. Dang. Uh, which is much higher than you're going to get in other sorts. But you're limited by the rate of content you can put out. So I guess it's all that important. I guess it's super important that you find those email addresses of the two or 3,000 people. And that once you upload those email addresses to Facebook, that there's a match on the email address. Like that's going to be all very important, right? Yeah. As long as we get a, as long as we get a small portion matched, we're good to go. Okay, because um, then basically you're only running ads to that very specific list. You're not doing lookalikes or anything like that, and so your ad spend is minuscule but highly relevant because these people are exactly who you need to be seeing your content. Exactly. I think you just gave us all of your secrets. I actually wrote a book giving them away already. <laughs> oh, what a segue! Why don't you tell us about your book? So I wrote a little ebook called The Authority Marketing Playbook. You'll be able to get a sample chapter that gives away all the philosophy, everything except the actual doing the work portion um, at authoritymarketingplaybook.com. I've got a little landing page set up there. Awesome. Essentially, what you're doing is you're going in, you're building these personas, you're finding out where they live because you're speaking directly to these people. And then you're just going to go to those places. Um, that's really what it comes down to. But the hard part is getting that narrow market. Because yeah. if you go big, you get nothing from this. That makes sense. Honestly. That makes sense. Plus, everyone's game for spending less on Facebook ads. You know what I mean? Yeah. Legit. Awesome. Okay, let's talk. I, I do have you for a few more minutes. So I want to talk a little bit about the content itself. Kind of like, is that that's content? I'm guessing that you have to put a, some work into, you have to look very professional. Um, what are your thoughts on content in general? Well, for this procedure. So I, I follow two tracks. One, make it educational and two, base it in real information. If I write a business fable for a client, that is based off of a case study that they did that they probably can't share for some reason. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're under NDA. So mm -hmm. we have to abstract the facts. If uh, we put together a how-to guide, there's a good chance I interviewed the client on exactly how they do that thing mm -hmm. to make that guide. Um, so we really try to ground the content in facts and education. And uh, if you're teaching the people who see your content and uh, you are giving them what at least the expert involved 
believes to be true, then you're giving them content that they will find valuable, or at least some section of the market will. Um, and that's really all I think you can hope for with content is that a few people get a little better as a result. Agreed. Agreed. Awesome. So like with this strategy, so I can see how the strategy would work for a business coach, say, because let's say you're hosting a podcast about, you know, whatever that niche of business coaching you're in, and you can invite your guests on. Basically, you're inviting your custom, your perfect avatar on as an interview, which I I actually have another podcast that I do the exact same thing. But would it work for like an accounting firm or something like that? Not so much. So podcasting, I actually have seen that sort of uh, podcasting for prospecting mm-hmm. work with uh, accounting firms. The only okay. reason I know about this is because I used to consult with a uh, locally focused biz- business online business radio network called Business Radio X. Uh, they're based out of Atlanta, but have national locations now. And they were entirely focused on local businesses like accounting firms. Uh, and started primarily, they called online radio, but really podcasts for these businesses uh, that they use to network and grow these large networks within cities. Interesting. Wow. Really cool. Awesome. All right. Well, you've given us all your secrets. And so I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell us how to find you and anything else that you want the audience to know. Yeah. You can find me online at callforcontent.com is my business. You can find the free sample chapter of my book at authoritymarketingplaybook.com. And you can find me on Twitter at Gent of Tech. Um, that's G-E-N-T of Tech. Nice. Well, Michael, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me today. There you have it, folks. Another awesome interview here on the Traffic and Leads podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, could you at least tell one friend about it? That would be so awesome. Or leave us a review on Facebook or wherever you're listening to this podcast. And remember to join us out at theclicktechnique.com to build a strong online marketing foundation so you can go on to do all of these awesome things like have six-figure launches and never-ending traffic and leads to your website. Super cool. Oh, finally, make sure you join me at trafficandleads.com for all of your online marketing needs. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. Mm-hmm.